Welcome to the Culture Cast with Anthony Hilder. Hi, and welcome to the Culture Cast with me, Anthony Hilder. And today I want to talk about tension. And specifically, I want to talk about two types of tension that all of us as Christian leaders and Christians actually have to deal with, uh, or probably arguably on a daily basis. And that's uh, apostolic tension and prophetic tension. But before I look at those, let's just quickly uh, explore this idea of tension. What am I talking about? What do I mean? Well, simply put, tension is learning how to recognize and and actually reconcile as well opposing ideas that are equally important but in a way that doesn't diminish either it's a clash of core values basically it's like when we get to the point where we know what our core values are uh, and we get in a situation where the the core values are seemingly in opposition against each other it would be like being um on a sunday morning church service and you know worship and the presence of god is one core value and yet the preaching of the scriptures uh, the bible is another core value and the worship is amazing and god's there and you you can know that the holy spirit is doing something in the room but you're running out of time and you prepared a sermon and you've got a decision to make what do you do do you end the worship and have the preach or do you go with what god seems to be doing in the room and that impacts the preach sermon length or even you don't have a sermon now depending on your reaction to those those scenarios it, it kind of gives me an idea of, of your values your core values but also how you would handle the tension because neither of those things are wrong actually uh you know obviously we none of us are going to say that worship and the presence of god is wrong and neither, none of us are going to say that the idea of preaching the scripture is is wrong so what do you do what do you do now Obviously, for some people, they'd say, go with the worship. Other people would say, no, you end it and you go with the, the, the preach. And there'd be different reasons for that. But this is, gives an idea of tension. It's how we kind of navigate these these two kind of seemingly opposing ideas in the moment. You know, we could have more. We could have, uh, you know, how do you manage the tension of, uh, the, you know, the evangelists kind of, kind of ongoing decree to let's get out and let's reach the lost versus the pastors saying let's shepherd and disciple and care for people and you know one side thinks that if we're always inside caring for people we're not out there serving the lost and the other side might be saying well if we're always out there reaching new people then that's great but how do we care for them and feed them and, and shepherd them again two equally important and valid ideas and there can be a tension in, in moments where you decide, where you just you prioritise, when you look at your, your church calendar and the schedule or your budget or your, your focus, your energy, your resources, the ministries you, you invest in, like, well, what do you do? So navigating tension is something that all of us as leaders, all of us as Christians need to do. Now, what I want to do is talk about two particular types of tension. I want to talk about apostolic tension and prophetic tension because they're actually ones that we we come up against more often than maybe we think um and in a second kind of uh, episode if, if you like what i'm going to do is look at four risks that can affect churches and individual lives if we don't embrace these two tensions of basically apostolic and prophetic tension so that's tension 
let's talk about apostolic tension. What is that? Well, I want you to imagine uh, a graph. Imagine a, a vertical line that is a, a vertical axis on a graph, and this is a, a apostolic tension um, graph. Now, at the top of that vertical line is the word heaven, and at the bottom is the word earth, heaven and earth. We could say heaven is the kind of the ideal, idealism, the dream, whereas with earth, it's, it's the reality, it's today. And so we've got an idea of, you know, this this kind of apostolic uh, scale, if you like. Um, we have at one end the reality of the idealism of heaven, which is how we want things to be. What God says he wants things to be, you know, from earth as it is, in, you know, as it is on heaven. You know, obviously, Jesus talks about that in the Lord's Prayer. So the idealism of, idealism of heaven. And yet at the other end, you've got the realism of earth which is how things currently are uh, straight away we've got attention isn't there because not everything that is in heaven is on earth we don't see people always healed there still is the existence of pain and suffering and poverty things that there isn't going to be in, in the new heavens and the new earth we god hasn't finished restoring all things to himself and so there is obviously a lack and there's a gap here on earth and so we would all say that how things are is not how we want things to be. But we still need idealism. We still need dreaming. We still need realism. Because if we don't have idealism, we actually are going to cap our growth because we won't be pursuing the better. We won't be pursuing the, the best. But if we don't have realism, we're not going to have any sense of grounding or foundation. We actually will be inaccurately... Um, understanding where we really are and so we all our efforts and all our energies will be kind of from a false start if you like so we need both we need idealism and we need realism we need have a one foot in heaven and we need one foot on earth because we need to remain anchored but never settle and we need to be inspired without being detached and so really the tension arises the tussle arises because most of us would say that all that we hope for and all that we experience are still two different things what we hope for and what we experience are different we want to see more and that's the reality for us as christians there's the kingdom is now and not yet so that's apostolic tension what about prophetic tension prophetic tension so i want you to come back to our graph and, and imagine a horizontal line and this horizontal line is prophetic tension and, and on the right hand side of the the line is is the word it just says tomorrow the future and then at the other end is the word yesterday or history if you like and what we what we've got here with this concept of prophetic tension is we have the reality of history at one end of the spectrum Everything that's gone before us, everything that happened yesterday, last month, last year, the last decade, the last centuries in our own life and in the life lives of those before us. But we've also got on the other end of the, the line, we've got the hope of the future, what we want to see in our tomorrow. So we want to we have this kind of in one hand being aware of what's happened and on the other hand, what we want to see happen. 
And it's a sense of the prophetic because obviously God speaks prophetically, which means he speaks about what is not yet and what he wants to. He reveals his heart. He reveals his his dreams, his desires, actually, his his plans and purposes. Um, but obviously when he reveals them to us, they've not necessarily been fulfilled yet. We still live in a sense of a place where that's not quite the case and that's prophetic tension. So we need to be able to, again, have a foot in two camps. We need to hold history with one hand and we need to hold the sense of tomorrow or the future in the other hand. Now, if we don't value our history, and by value, I don't necessarily mean we think it's amazing or we think it's really good or everything that happened before is like, yay. What I mean is we value it in the sense of we understand and we learn from it. That's what I mean by value. We learn from it. We learn lessons from it, good lessons from good things and, and good lessons from bad things. You know, we learn from what not to do as much as what to do. So without valuing our history, we can lose sight of what shaped us, shaped our church, shaped our cities, our nations, ourselves individually, shaped our culture. But if we don't look forward, what actually happens, we will naturally live with the view that our best days are behind us or that our best days are now. Um, and we'll basically either become totally, you know, the mo mo living in the moment centred or regret. We need both. We need to remember our journeys whilst moving forwards but we also need to be optimistic and hope-filled without losing sight of the past so we need to be able to embrace tension apostolically and prophetically because tension gives power actually we we get the power we get the the life the vitality the, the lessons from say idealism dreaming and reality, knowing and assessing what's kind of going on. And information in leadership is huge, isn't it? It helps us lead well, lead smartly. We get power, we get life, we get vitality, we get insight and understanding from the past, from history, but also from hope, from the future. So if we live in a way that tries to um, minimise or remove tension because it's uncomfortable, what we actually do is we lose some of the power from it we'll lose the power of hope or we'll lose the power of learning from the past we'll lose the power of correctly understanding the reality of our situation and we'll lose the power and the insight that comes from dreaming and pursuing all that god has for us so there's a power in being both idealistic and realistic and there's a power in looking back and looking forwards we need all of those. And if we remove them, what we just do is we kill the life that comes from apostolic tension and prophetic tension. How we embrace those two forms of tension will actually form and shape all of our perspectives and therefore it will shape our leadership. It will shape what we think, what we see and therefore what we do. And in the next episode, um, I'm going to talk more about how if we mishandle apostolic and prophetic tension it can actually manifest through our own lives and through the lives of the organizations the churches and the ministries that we lead thanks very much thanks for listening to the culture cast with anthony hilder for more information and lots of resources please visit anthonyhilder.com